Welcome to the Bold Money Revolution podcast. This is your source for straight-talking, no-fluff, business and high-performance conversations that add real depth and value to the way bold leaders live, work, and thrive. I'm your host, Tara Newman. I'm here to show you how to optimize your performance as a leader so that you can grow a business that is profit-rich, efficient, and allows you to generate real tangible wealth for yourself and others. We are here to help you lead with your values, to perform without overwhelm and burnout, and to do your most important work in the world. Hey, hey there, bold leaders. Welcome to the Bold Money Revolution podcast. And today, we are talking about loving yourself and how that is the path to greater profitability. And I know that those things probably don't feel like they go together, but I want to promise you that they do. And this is a piece of content that is both for the podcast listeners and for the Bold Profit Academy members as we walk them through an exercise to help them put this into action and to implement it. But I wanted to share it in both places because I think it's an important conversation. Because when I look back at the multitude of business decisions I have made over my lifetime, The ones that have led to the most success, including financial freedom, have been where I have made a choice and a decision to put me first. The ones that have challenged me to choose myself, to choose my health, to choose my happiness, to choose my goals, my purpose, my desires, from the very decision to even start a business. And so... I want to really kind of, in a way, rattle through some of the ways that this has come up in my business to give you the opportunity to reframe how you might be thinking about this for yourself. And I don't often talk about, you know, loving yourself first or self-love. That's that's not usually within my range of content topics, but it really does make sense in this perspective and the way I have framed this for this exercise in the Bold Profit Academy because I really, really need people to understand that I need business owners to understand men and women that there is no business unless we put our mental, emotional, physical, financial well-being first. We need the endurance to be able to show up for our businesses over and over and over and over again to generate that income that allows us to pay ourselves over and over and over and over again for our lifetimes. And I say all the time, you know, people people in the online business space specifically have this like seven-figure goal. It's like, what happens when you hit that seven figures? What happens? I mean, I get that on Instagram, people take pictures with gold mylar balloons and everything like that, but what actually happens? You get the privilege to do it again and again. And that number, you start from zero every year and you have to build that again and again and again and again. When you are doing that through generating revenue in your business, Now, if you use that revenue to then go build wealth in other places and provide income in other ways, right, then that that kind of regenerates itself, which is the the whole 
point and purpose, I hope, of building your business, which is why I want you to be able to pay yourself. I want you to be able to profit. I want you to be able to leverage what you are building here to create more wealth in other areas of your life. But let's talk about loving yourself unapologetically and creating a profitable business. And so I'm going to share with you how this has come up for me over and over and over and over again from the very decision to even start a business. You know, did I love myself enough to put my happiness and ultimately my health above the fear of the unknown, of not knowing if I would experience success in my business, to even take the leap? Once I saw it was possible to have success on my own as a business owner, did I love myself enough to have the courage to quit my corporate nine to five job, to disappoint my boss who I worked with for almost 13 years and really cared about her, right? Like, did I love myself enough to prioritize me in that situation? Did I love myself enough to sacrifice the little money I was earning to invest it in a coach to guide me through my first year in my business? Did I love myself enough to ask my husband to support me for a year while I got things off the ground? Then, did I love myself enough to hold my feet to the fire and make sure I had enough income coming in to honor the request I made to my husband instead of assuming he would go on and on forever? into perpetuity, supporting me financially if my business didn't support itself? Did I love myself enough to create programs and services that made sure I had the space to care for myself emotionally, mentally, and physically? Did I love myself enough to raise my prices to ensure that I was financially cared for? Do I love myself enough to every day prioritize my energy an energetic capacity over things that drain my energy. And for me, that's things like social media, producing more and more content that might or might not work, learning new tools or systems that may or may not do anything for me. So do I love myself enough every day to prioritize my energy? Do I love myself enough to make sure every day I prioritize getting paid? Because if I work less, By doing less of the things that don't yield a result, I actually make more money. And I know that a lot of people really have a hard time with this whole more equals more, the myth of more equals more, when the truth is less equals more. Less equaling more is efficiency. So how can you love yourself so unapologetically that it creates a profitable business. And the hard truth is, is unless you love yourself enough to take a stand for your mental, emotional, physical, and financial health, your business will always be a weight on your shoulders. Many women are working at the expense of their fulfillment, purpose, joy, pleasure, whatever you wanna call it. There is one thing I know for sure, that is not sustainable. Working at the expense of those things is not sustainable. It's not in alignment with the fullest expression of ourselves. And alignment equals abundance. When we are in alignment and things come with less effort and things come with less resistance and we're able to be pulled 
by our alignment, just kind of pulling us forward instead of having to push all the time, that's when abundance happens. Being in integrity with what you want, how you want to feel, what you believe creates momentum and sustained energy so you can do the most important thing required for your business, which is to keep going, right? That's the thing, the endurance. We have to keep going. This is a very, very long game. When you feel good, good things happen, including the best fit clients show up, more financial success comes, and there's plenty of time left over for you and the things that matter. So I've included a bunch of questions in this podcast episode. There's some of the questions that the Women in the Bolt Profit Academy will be getting in their worksheet. But answering the questions here are meant to give you a starting point to help you align with what you really want to do and the work that fills you up instead of drains you dry. So think about your work and focus on how you love to work, not how you're told to work, not what you see other people doing, not what you feel you should be doing. So for example, for me, uh, when I first started my business in 2014, it was a big deal to have a Facebook group. And my my business coach was like, open a Facebook group. And there was like no thought behind why I should have this group, the intention, how it sits in my business, you know, the purpose that it would have, what I would do in the group, nothing like that. And probably, oh, I shut it down when I started the podcast. So I chose in... July of 2017, I opened it in 2015. And in July of 2017, I shut it down. And it was working for me slightly to facilitate some client acquisition, but it was exhausting me. It was draining me. I don't like showing up that way at all. But what felt good to me was starting a podcast. And I've been doing that consistently since we launched it in October of 2017. So, oh gosh, like in this October, we're almost at four years that this podcast will be going. And this podcast does way more to generate client leads than that Facebook group ever did for me because this is what I love to do, not show up in a Facebook group that was exhausting me and draining me dry and that I hated. And every time I had to show up there, I was like, oh, I have to do this thing, right? Whereas when I record these podcast episodes, I'm like, I can't wait to do this. It's a different energy. So think about your work and focus on how you love to work, not how you're told to work, not what you see other people doing, right? This will go against the grain when you do this. When you focus on what you love to do, this is really disruptive. Make no mistake, you are challenging societal norms. And it's okay to be a trailblazer. It's okay to challenge those things. I can't think of a single client that I have that didn't have to wade through the utter discomfort of disrupting their industry. And I can think of times in my life where I've done the same. Like when I took my first sabbatical, which was a four-week time away from my business, I could barely do it. My biggest anxiety and stress was what would my husband think? Now, 
my husband, John, he doesn't take as much time off as me. He does not have baked in the flexibility that I have baked into my business. I think our businesses are very different, and that is definitely a contributing factor. He runs a manufacturing business, which is infinitely more complex than a service-based business. And for a long time, he has been hooked into hustle culture, whether he has worked for someone else or for himself. Long work hours had been the norm and a badge of honor. You know, he's a high achiever. He likes to push himself. He likes to challenge himself. He likes growth. And he has really tangled that up into his work, like many of you, like I had done. And so at the time that I was unhooking myself from hustle culture, he was still kind of in it. And it was so uncomfortable for me to even talk about. I like I felt embarrassment and guilt and probably even like a little shame, like a little shamey around the fact that I had created this thing that would allow me to take a month off. And when we first, when I first took that sabbatical, I had planned for it for 18 months. So it wasn't just like on a whim that I did this. I had been planning for it. And so which anybody can do, right? But I did. I felt like this just was so uncomfortable for me to even have these conversations with him around it. And what was interesting was that it benefited us both. It wasn't without its complexities, but he started to see like, wow, like maybe I can do that. And maybe I don't have to be in this hustle all the time. Maybe I can plan to take a month off. He has certainly changed his work schedule in the sense that he changed his whole business around where they have half-day Fridays and he's home usually around noon or one o'clock. I was remarking today how we have both really unsubscribed from that 5 a.m., you know, be up earlier than everybody else. You know, we're both early risers. I would definitely get up at 5 a.m., especially when my kids were younger, because I felt like that was my time and my kids are are teens now. But John used to get up. He was a competitive triathlete. He's competitive in CrossFit. He used to get up at 3.45 in the morning to train before his work day. And now the two of us are both kind of like first getting downstairs and pouring our cup of coffee at 7 a.m., first getting out of bed and like making our way through our day. And that wouldn't have happened if I didn't leave my corporate job, start my own business, start to have the courage to unhook myself from this hustle culture and then show him what was possible. So by me going against the grain, by me being willing to disrupt and challenge societal norms, yes, it was uncomfortable, but it also changed a lot around me. You know, I have people who I love and care about who are miserable every day doing what they do. And I have to really remind myself that, you know, I made these choices. I did these uncomfortable things first, and this is what this has allowed me to do. So I didn't start this business to make millions. I started this business so I could do what I love and provide a living for myself. And somehow by putting myself first, by putting my health first, by loving myself, 
unapologetically, I built a business that has generated multiple millions of dollars over the last handful of years. This is why it's so important for us to put ourselves first, to love ourselves enough, to put our goals first, to unsubscribe from the different cultural norms that we are seeing that we're still seeing that are being created around us because now we have this whole, you know, Instagram influencer thing where it's distracting to us and we find ourselves setting goals that aren't ours. And this is really why I have created the revenue goal calculator. So if you haven't downloaded the revenue goal calculator yet, this is where you can start putting yourself first so you can do what you love and create profitability. It's not either or, it is both. I love myself and I create profitability. So don't forget, go download the revenue goal calculator. You can go to uh, the boldleadershiprevolution.com forward slash revenue and you can grab that calculator. It'll also be in the show notes. And I want you to just think about these questions to help you discover what you love and how to prioritize it in your business. So think about how you're working and ask yourself what feels energizing, what drains your energy, what feels light, what feels heavy, what brings you fulfillment, what makes you frustrated and resentful. How does what you love to do align with your best fit clients? How does it serve them for you to do what you love to do? How do the things you love to do help your clients get the outcomes that they want? Write that down. Give yourself tangible proof and evidence that this is possible. It's been a privilege to share this episode with you. Please know that I believe in you and the power of small business ownership. Take good care. Hey, hey, Bold Leader. I'm so excited to announce that we are accepting applications for the Bold Profit Academy, formerly known as the Brave Society. And we can't wait to have you join us just in time for our Q2 curriculum. Starting in March, we are focused on nailing your offers and your offer stack so you can stand out in the marketplace and quite frankly, not hustle so dang hard for your revenue. One of the biggest problems I see among small business owners is the creation of cookie cutter offers that don't truly add value to your business because you don't fully understand your own value. And that leads to a tremendous amount of overworking and under earning. Reviewing offers, updating offers, creating new offers, these are all critical skills so you can leverage your time and scale your income, which is exactly what we are doing inside the Bold Profit Academy in Q2. Each quarter, we have live curriculum in addition to our already on-demand training that you can implement as you need it. So if you are looking to understand the seven components required for creating your boldest offer so you can stand out in the marketplace and increase your sales, learn how to stack and price offers so you can hit your revenue goal without overworking, create a framework that allows you to market, sell, deliver your offer in a way that is efficient and repeatable, Learn how to qualify leads so you know just who is the right fit for your offer and when they are ready to buy, as well as create a simple communication strategy to educate your leads on your offer so it speeds up the buying process, then you are going to want to head over to the boldleadershiprevolution.com 
forward slash academy and join us today. If you've found this podcast valuable, help us develop more bold leaders in the world by sharing this episode with your friends, colleagues, and other bold leaders. Also, if you haven't done so already, please leave a review. I consider reviews like podcast currency, and it's the one thing you can do to help us out here at the Bold Leadership Revolution HQ. We would be so grateful for it. Special thanks goes to Stacey Harris from Uncommonly More, who is the producer and editor of this podcast. Go check them out for all your digital marketing and content creation needs. Be sure to tune into the next episode to help you embrace your ambition and leave the grind behind. Mm-hmm.